Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast, let's not sugarcoat it. Volvo has a problem with the seatbelts on some XC90s. Sorry, 90, well whatever. Speaking of seatbelts, when I went to the Denver Auto Show and we were doing test drives, I think, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before, but I got in the Ford Explorer and... I had long forgotten that Ford patented their airbags and the seatbelts. So when I got in the Explorer and looked to get the seatbelt and I grabbed it, that was incredibly thick. That was, I mean, to be fair, it was actually quite comforting to know that. I mean, on one hand, it was comforting to know, oh, hey, there was an airbag because you felt secure because it was just a, you know, it was just a big belt going around. You felt really secure in the car and whatever was going to happen. On the other hand, though, that's still an airbag that's right across your chest. And I don't know about you, but I've never felt what an airbag feels like. And I really wouldn't want, you know, 10 pounds of uh, airbag pressure on my chest or anything more than that. Or, you know, insert PSI number here due to airbag pressure. So, yeah, it was comforting. The airbag was comforting because you felt really secure because it was, you know, a good two inches thick. It wasn't fully comforting because it was still an airbag and it would have still and it would have exploded in a crash and frankly I wouldn't want it exploding. Though I know that's what airbags do. It's the thought of something exploding, not necessarily the fact that it's an airbag. That does it for me. 2018 Porsche 911 GT2 RS supposedly has 700 horsepower and will apparently hit 212. Whether that's actually true, I don't really know. The GT2 RS looks pretty cool. And if it has 700 horsepower and can hit 212, then Wow. Mazda's new flagship is one of the safest on the road, apparently. Jaguar XS Sport Brake coming to America from 70K, which is a lot, as you could probably get a UCTSV for less than that, or Dodge Magnum SRT8, and then HCAT swap it, and it would still be less. I mean, of course, if you want to get a Jaguar, because luxurious and whatever, be my guest, I'm just saying, that's a lot for what is still, what I assume to be the base price for the XF. Porsche claims third successive 24 hours of Le Mans win. Tesla's enhanced autopilot system gets significant updates. Opal won't bring back the Tigra, sadly. But we can keep on dreaming through renders and stuff. European diesel sales fall as buyers fear future bans. Citroen C1 Pacific Edition is exclusive to Italy. Though to be fair, Japan has a lot of exclusive special editions, so Italy, you're not that special for that. 2018 Ford Mustang GT caught during photo shoot. Apparently has a 7,500 7, RPM redline. That's actually quite insane for a muscle car. I have, to, I have to admit, or well, okay, we'll just go here for a second. Some people would say pony car, which is still insane for. Other people would say sports car, which it's not as much for, especially when you think about the E92 M3. But for a Mustang... That's a really high red line. I'm actually really excited to see what that sounds like at its 7,500 RPM red line. ePay suspected SCA of using emissions defeat devices since 2015. Even though I read, in fact, I'd have to go read up on that whole, this whole FCA emissions cheap device debacle. But FCA using it, or the, the way they used it isn't quite the same as how VW used it. I'd have to find the article again, and once I do find the article, I'll post it in the blog so you guys can see it. Mercedes-AMG GLC 63 SUV and Coupe pricing announced. Edition 1 has been launched. Subaru tops global eight, sorry, all-wheel drive sales chart and keeps Audi in a distant second. 
New BMW X3M coming to challenge the Mercedes AMG GLC 63. Chevrolet could show the Corvette ZR1 at Le Mans. BMW's home city of Munich thinking about banning older diesel-powered cars. And honestly, I completely understand the reasoning. Takata reportedly filing for bankruptcy next week. Shares have been suspended. Rugged new Mercedes E-Class all-terrain launches in the UK. New all-electric Spark, Spark arrives in the UK with 100 miles of range, or in other words, pitiful, and is from 16,420 pounds, or basically 21k. 2018 Ford Expedition FX4 bar, sorry, bows with an assortment of off-road accessories, and I saw a Ford Expedition not only at the Denver Auto Show in the flesh, but actually driving in the flesh, and... As my dad noted, it's really, it's just, it's incredibly boxy. The the belt line is just so flat. I, I kind of like the front end, but the rest of it's mm, really meh for me. All new 2018 Volkswagen Polo aims to conquer the super mini class. And you can see what it looks like. And once you do see what it looks like, let me point out, the belt line, right, right above the doors, I don't like how the midsection of the car and the top side you know where the roof where the roof is and stuff i don't like how the belt line has made a really big crease between what i'm talking about is the belt line is the bit where the roof or the side of the car the top side and the bottom side the top side is just below the side mirror and everything below is just on top of the door handles you'll see what i mean when you look at it but it looks like it looks like the car was initially going to be wider, and then Volkswagen was like, no, we need it to be smaller. And then they said, okay, we'll just make a little... I don't even know how to describe it. It just... But the front of the car looks good. The midsection of the car looks good. But the, the belt line... I just don't like how disconnected the car looks. Like It's almost like the polo from the top j- above the taillights is trying to be a really big polo. Or sorry, a really big up. And then everything below it is trying to be a regular-sized polo. It It's like Volkswagen couldn't decide, or, well, actually, yeah, it's like Volkswagen couldn't decide what's, what size the car should be. I, don't, I really don't like that. The rest of the car looks pretty good, but that's, mm, it may grow on me, but I highly doubt it. FCA recalls almost 300,000 Dodge Grand Caravans over airbag defect, and no, before we get into it, I have no idea if it's related to Takata or not. Face of the 2019 Cadillac CT6 scooped in Europe and could come with more power. First, Honda Civic Type R sells for 200000 Or to put that into context, when the 2013 SRT Viper got sold at Barrett-Jackson, it sold for 250000 If any of you didn't believe me that there was some unappreciation for the Viper, yeah, you might believe me now. Hyundai planning second-end performance model for 2018. Ford releases performance specs for 2018 Expedition, 2018, sorry, and the 2018 F-150 adds a 3.3-liter V6 and a diesel engine. Subaru prices only 2018 Crosstrek from $21,795, or let me rephrase that, Subaru prices only 2018 Subaru Impreza lifted hatchback from $21,795. Panelist pushes experimental racing with Green for You GT EV prototype that they plan to take on Pike's Peak with. Volkswagen says no to more GTIs. We'll stick with Golf, Polo, and Up. That's a bit of a shame. Though, of course, they still have the R and then the R package thing. I mean, it had some performance, but I think it's more of an appearance package than anything. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this, and I will see you all after a word from our sponsors.
I have a special announcement to make. You can now go on Amazon.com, type in the search bar, Cody's Car Conundrum, and now you can find all of my new merch. And you can even buy a t-shirt that says, I listen to Cody's Car Conundrum. Yeah, telling people that you listen to such an awesome podcaster like me. That's not any kind of self-promotion at all. <laughs> but yes, all you have to do is go to Amazon.com, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then buy the shirts you want. Hello, welcome back. We start off with the FCA recall. Well, here's an airbag-related issue that has nothing to do with Takata, which may be a small relief for them. FCA says the safety campaign has been announced after an investigation that led to to the discovery of a condition that could affect the deployment of the driver's airbag. Wiring may chafe against pieces of steering wheel trim, potentially causing a short circuit, explains FCA. This may lead to a second short circuit that could potentially be capable of producing inadvertent deployment of the driver's side airbag. The automaker is aware of 13 potentially related minor injuries related to this condition, which affects 209,135 units of the 2011-2012 Dodge Grand Caravan in the United States and another 87,703 vehicles in Canada, but the states that no accidents Sorry, but states that no accidents have been reported. As the routine goes, the manufacturer will contact owners of the aforementioned minivans, and after they will schedule an appointment with an official dealer. Technicians will inspect and replace the wiring as needed while equipping the cars with additional protective covering free of charge. Plug-in hybrid DS7 Crossback E-Tents to offer 300 horsepower and 37 miles of EV range. Volkswagen to offer European diesel owners extended warranty, but no money, says EU. Slow Alfa Romeo Giulia sales put pressure on Stelvio SUV. To be fair, the car just came out. And yes, I know there are some cars that, you know, instantly sold well, but considering Alfa Romeo's apparent track record in quotation marks, uh, it might be a little while before it really starts to catch up steam, especially as it has to draw away people from the typical C-Class 3 Series and a four. McLaren is considering going public on the stock exchange for whatever reason. I almost completely forgot about the whole Volvo thing, so let's get back onto that. Volvo has made a name for itself producing some of the safe, safest cars on the road, and with a five-star rating from the NHTSA and an IIHS Top Safety Pick Award, the new XC90 is one of the safest vehicles it's ever made, but it's still subject to the occasional safety recall. Late last year, the XC90 was introduced, sorry, was included alongside the S60, V60, XC90, and S90 in a seatbelt-related recall. Then it was recalled again earlier this year along the S90 and V90 due to its side curtain airbags. Now it's being recalled again due to another seatbelt component. The recall notice from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, indicates that a small component may come loose and become a projectile, like a bullet, in the cabin in the event of a crash. The subcomponent is called the microgas generator, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence, and forms part of the seatbelt retractor on the right side third row seat. Fortunately, the problem, in the United States at least, is limited to an estimated 1,305 vehicles, which will need to be brought in to their local dealerships to have those seatbelt retractors replaced. The process is slated to kick off on August 7th. Wow, that's a little late. Or a little while from now, I should say. To put that number into perspective, consider that Volvo sold 2,363 XC90s in America last month alone, and over 32,000 last year. 
So the effective range of vehicles is relatively small. Anyway, getting on to the rest of the news. Lexus gives 2018 CT200H a final facelift and drops it from the US lineup. And frankly, I never cared for it, so I don't, so, you know, perhaps, predictably, I don't care that they're dropping it. 2018 Buick Enclave to be priced from $39,995, which, yeah, that's not bad. Porsche recalling 18,000 Panameras and Cayennes with engine problems in the U.S. Report says FCA diesels emit 20 times more NOx than legal. The company says not so fast, however. Like I said, that whole emissions article I found on Alpar, I'll link it. So you guys can read for yourself and draw your own conclusions, whatever those conclusions will be. Let's get right into the Porsche recall. It's not for nothing that Porsche tends to stay in service for much longer than most cars, but even they have problems from time to time. Case in point, the latest recall. Apparently, Porsche is having trouble with the engines in certain earlier Panameras and Cayennes. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, some of those vehicles have some of those vehicles have camshaft controllers that may come loose inside the engine, potentially resulting in an engine stall. Since a stalling engine wouldn't come as very good news for most Porsche owners, the company is recalling in 17,986 of them in the United States alone. Included among them are Panameras, including base S4, 4S, and turbo models from the 2010 to 2012 model years, and certain 2011 Cayenne S and Cayenne turbo SUVs as well. The fix will necessitate simply replacing the fastening screws on the camshaft adjusters, which shouldn't take much. However, the timeline for doing so has yet to be established. On to the FCA thing that they're talking about. Shortly after West Virginia's University Center for Alternative Fuels, Engines and Emissions, or C-A-F-E-E, or CAFE, CAFE, whatever, announced they found diesel models from Christ, from Fiat Chrysler automobiles emit up to 20 times the legal, the legal amount of nitrogen oxide. During on-road tests, the automaker is hitting back at the accusations. In a statement, the automaker accused the test of being commissioned by a law firm which is preparing to sue the company. In fact, I read that on Alpar as well. FCA also says it asked, it asked the CAFEE to discuss, its, to discuss its testing methodology and share data with them, but they have been unwilling to do so. You see, this to me sounds like they're just looking to start trouble where there isn't one. Or make mountains out of molehills. Whatever the situation ends up being. Regardless, the company believes the report tries to equate on-road tests to those conducted by the EPA under laboratory conditions. FCA says this raises a number of issues, as the CAFF, as the CAFEE tests were conducted at much higher speeds with an additional 600 to 700 pounds, or 272 to 317 kilograms of payload than the EPA test. Oh. That's also some. That's also what I read on Alpar. The company also notes on-road test subjects vehicles to various conditions such as steep grades and are not rep- representative of EPA procedures. The automaker goes on to point out that there is no official protocol for condi- for conducting on-road emissions testing, and the report indicates the vehicles were modified in an attempt to replicate a previous recall. The testing involved five Jeep Grand Cherokee and Ram 1500 models equipped with a three-liter diesel engine. The CAFEE's director, Daniel Carter, not T-D-C-A-R-D-E-R, 
seemingly dismissed FCA's complaint and told Automotive News, Our intent is to look at how these emissions control systems are performing in the real world. We think that's what really matters. Like I said earlier, I think you're just trying to make mountains out of molehills or just trying to look for a problem when there isn't one. In the meantime, FCA is facing a lawsuit from the United States Department of Justice and the Environmental Protection Agency for using defeat devices and software functions that were not disclosed during the certification process. The automaker has said it will defend itself vigorously, but is committed to working with the EPA to resolve the issue. Like I said, there's a whole... If I can find it, there's a whole other article regarding regarding the problem of these defeat devices, in quotations. And I know some of you are going to be like, oh yeah, when VW does it, you laugh, but when FCA does it, you're all skeptical. And truthfully, I would still be skeptical if, if FCA was the first one to do it rather than Volkswagen. But if they had done it, okay, yeah, that'd be disappointing, but I accept it. But the reason why I'm skeptical now is because it's not only Volkswagen that were hit with these allegations. Nissan, Renault, there was a bunch of other automakers, including Mercedes and BMW, that were hit with these allegations of some sort of defeat device. So I'm not just going all Mopar fanboy, oh, they're just, you know, kicking the underdog when he's already down. No, 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 no. They've done it to other automakers and, as far as I can tell, seemingly have turned up nothing. That's why I'm skeptical. It looks like, oh, one person does it, everyone else must have done it. So now we gotta, you know, now we gotta probe everyone and see if, and, you know, make some, improve somehow that they're even doing it. So that, just so we can make emissions even, even stricter than they are now. So yes, that's why I'm skeptical is because they've already done it to other automakers before. And it looks like they're just, they're just doing it to more and more and more without really any solid basis of doing so. Volkswagen done it first and now they're going, I mean, to be fair, it was the German government that was going, you know, after Nissan and Renault and whatever because someone, some commenter was saying, oh, yeah, well, they can't have one of their own getting hit down, so now they got to go put these allegations on other people. But the point being, I'm skeptical because other people were, including Ford, they were even hit with allegations of emissions cheating. And, you know, what do you do? In fact, I covered some automakers that were accused of emissions cheating, and Mazda was even one of them. In, an, in a much earlier podcast, about three months ago, I already covered their allegations that even they did it, and amongst others. So, honestly, at this point, I just can't take what the EPA and other, you know, independent studies are saying about this stuff. Because, frankly, they're doing it to everyone, trying to make it out like, oh, everyone's doing it. And Honestly, I just think it's a, it's a lot of mess. And Volkswagen, they're, not quickly, but they are fixing the issue, and as I've said before, cars are not the main problem of the of you know global warming right now. We have a bunch of semi trucks that produce way more than one or even two or even three cars do. The EPA is not going after them. We still have a bunch of BNSF trains out there, you know, rolling coal on the tracks, and they're not going after them. There are a bunch of companies out there that are using you know fairly old semi trucks that are still emitting more. Than a you know three cars within a vague vicinity of them, and they're not and they're not going after Kenworth, Mack, or all the other trucking trucking companies. And I can't think of the other company that the that Packard owns that Kenworth is a part of. I can't remember the name. But my point being, why are they going after cars like this when it's not just cars that are causing the problem? There are many other contributing factors to this that the EPA. Or any health agency, for that matter, is not really going after. Yes, 
The ones that aren't vehicle related, they're like, oh, you know, solar panels and, you know, a bunch of other things. And that's a good idea. But they're being passive about this by saying, okay, we, we can add this, 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 and this. They're not aggressive by going after the companies that are contributing to the, to the global warming. They're saying, well, add this and leave them alone. I'm sorry. If you're going to go after an industry I'm very fond of, I want you to go after under offend, to go after other offending industries. Cars are not the only problem here. That's just not it. Other industries and other machines, facilities, whatever, they're also at fault. Yes, there are factories and you know gigafactories and blah, 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 that are getting cleaner. Yes. But we still have a lot of refineries out there. We still have a lot of, you know, coal refine. You know, we still have a lot of people getting gas and a bunch of other stuff that that is emitting CO2 and other harmful gases. It's not just cars. I mean, the Toyota Prius, that's made less environmentally friendly than a Range Rover. And you know what? You know what? The EPA didn't even go after it. They didn't even go after it saying, you need to make this car, or the way you're making it needs to be more environmentally friendly. They said nothing, absolutely nothing about that, all because they would get some 40 MPG and like, oh, it produces low emissions. I'm sorry, if you're going to say, if you're going to take it that far, take it a step further to how the car's made. How the car's made clearly affects the earth just as much as it driving on the road. I wonder, someone needs to make a count of how many emissions or how many environmental related rants i can do on this podcast because it's it's probably more than four and that's a shame anyway guys i hope you enjoyed this and i will see you all after a word from our sponsors are you uninsured or underinsured can't afford the high premiums of health insurance would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills if you answered yes to any of these questions request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303-576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states. Hello, we are back for the third time, and as I promised last week, I brought Dr. Taffy, PhD, 5 Millennia Wagner. Hello? Hello! So, as you remember last week, the U.S. Congress members drafted a new bill to end hot car deaths, and seeing as I disagreed with it, though I didn't go into detail because I decided, you know what, might as well get an actual parent here so that we could have a two-way conversation on the matter. Because, to be honest, this goes beyond way just... This goes beyond the car deaths thing. So, you want to start? What do you want to say on this? Well, you know, I find it interesting that you said U.S. Congress was drafting this bill. Yeah. Because I'm like, first of all, I don't think the government needs to get involved. They don't need to be involved in every aspect of people's lives, first and foremost. Second of all, when you are a parent and you know you have a child, it is your responsibility to make sure that number one, the kid is safe, but number two, when you're out there driving and the car and the child is in the car, hello, check the car when you get out, take the kid with you. Yeah. It is way too hot 
to believing kids in the car. You can't say, oh, I'm just going to run in real quick for a second. You know, you get in the store, you get all distracted, this kind of stuff happens. Find a friend you haven't seen since high school. And and they want to keep on talking, girl, how you been? What's going on? You know, this kind of stuff. And it's like, no, take the child with you. If you're in a position where you have to go out to the store and you you want to leave the kid in the car, you know what? You need to stay at home until somebody can be there with the child, then go out to the store. Yeah. And not and no offense to some of these because what I'm about to say is real talk. If your child is too unruly to take it to the store, that that's on you. Okay, that is your own fault and you might you might be better off leaving your child at home. Though I say that you might have some broken Tupperware by the time you come back. So let me add to that. When you're out and you have a child, let's say, for example, you're saying if the child is unruly, the child is unruly at home. Yeah. They're not just doing that out in the store. They're showing their behavior that they have at home out in the store. And so if you have a child that is unruly and you know it's going to be that way when you go to the store, once again, wait until somebody can be at home. Now, let's say you're a single parent. Then, okay, do you have a relative that's in the area? Do you have a neighbor that would be so willing to sit with your child just for a few minutes so you can run to the store if you do not want to, you know, if your child is unruly, you don't want to be embarrassed when you're getting out there to the store because that's what it's going to boil down to. Yeah. Now, to get to get onto the safety, the technology aspect of it where they're adding the whole safety feature, as I think I had a mini rant last week about, in fact, I did, what they're doing is they're not attack, they're not tackling the root of the cause they're just tackling the object used in the incident. And that, that's what I find to be the problem. It's a solution, and it's a long-term solution, but it's not the solution. And that's what I think they need to be looking for. Okay, so let me add to what you're saying. So that is a solution, but how many people are going to use that a solution? Just because people put things in a car, let's, 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 let's break it down like this. Uh, we have signals in the car and people don't use signals. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Indicators okay. aren't used all and, and, and I really wish they would use signals. There's people out there changing lanes without looking, you know, this kind of stuff. You yeah. can't look at a person and say, oh, I'm going to change lanes. No, you need to use the signal. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So when you're talking about changing technology in the car and you're removing responsibility from the parent, yeah. that's not a good thing because we need to get to the root cause of the problem. Now, let's face it. There are, par- there are some parents who have purposely... Yeah, left their kids in the car, car and kids have died and there's been trials and this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's be real about that thing. Now, everybody's not doing that, but I promise you, as a parent, all I ever thought about was taking you guys with me inside everywhere. And I was like, you know, people just going to have to wait. But I knew, <laughs> but you know, you guys are never going to be unruly because I'm, <laughs> I'm a serious parent. It's like that kind of a thing. Self-promotion, number one. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to be very conscious and I, and I can't even understand how they... You know, you know, you strap the child into the car seat. Yeah. When you first get in the car, and then you drive to the destination, and most kids ain't quiet no. unless they don't fell asleep. But yeah. still, knowing that I strapped him into, into the car seat, when I get to the destination, I'm gonna check everything in the car because I know I put somebody in there. Yeah, I get being forgetful, but if you know you're forgetful, that should make you extra cautious to make sure you haven't forgotten it, forgotten every anything. Well, and here's the other thing. I know when I was driving, you know, and you guys were small. I'm always looking in the mirror, looking back to see how you guys, you know, in the, in the yeah. rear view mirror to see yeah. how you guys are doing. And so that's what makes me think, okay, if the child, I'm looking back to see if you sleep, you know, this kind of <laughs> thing. Are you touching the other child? But even if it's one kid, I'm always looking in the rear view mirror to see what you guys are doing. Yeah. And so then I would go, the whole time you're driving, 
Or you're not looking in the mirror saying, oh, yeah, the, the kid's back there. Well, I, I'd like to make a point. If they're not looking at their side mirrors when they're getting over, I'm not so sure they're looking right behind them either. So <laughs> Okay, yes, valid points. And so, but it is, it's more of a parental responsibility. And it's a consciousness. It's yeah. an awareness to say, oh, you know what? I know I have a child that's X amount of age and I did put this child in the car. And, and he shouldn't make you forget. It yeah. should make you more aware of going, I got to make sure I get the child out. Yeah. I understand what the congressmen are going for because that what they're doing is making a they're making a quick turnaround to the problem, and that makes sense. But what they really need to do is, t- is fix the root cause of the issue because that'll that'll lead for a better quality of life later on in, in the child's life, rather than putting it in the technology now and then letting it stay for all eternity. So let me ask you this: So Congress is but it's a bill, or they're trying to change a law that says. This is what we want to do. I think they're trying to draft a bill because it's not it's not a law right now at all. So they're trying to make one as far as I can gather. Okay, so when they draft this bill and they make this bill, what's going to be the consequence if, you know, because right now, let's say, for example, they can say it was child endangerment. Yeah. Okay. They can also say um, child neglect, these yeah. types of things. So those things are in place and whatever makes up those, that particular consequence is what, you know, they should be going for. I don't necessarily know that we need another law or yeah. a bill to say, oh, let's change technology in the car so that cars now have to be equipped with this. Because like I said, that's not going to work for everybody. If they can't use a signal, yeah, that's, that's not going to be another, that's just another thing. Now, I don't know what the consequence is because quoting here, child safety advocate and founder and president of kidsandcars.org, Janet Fennell said, it's not about politics. It's not about who is right or wrong. It's about safety. And so I don't know what the consequence will slash might be. Mm-hmm. However, what's right is fixing the parents in the first place. Fixing the danger in itself isn't entirely wrong. How they're going about it is something I don't agree with, though. A lot of, <laughs> real talk here, a lot of what goes on really comes down to the parents. If you fix the parents, for the most part, you might actually fix the problem. And a lot of things that goes on in this world, well, guess what? We might not have half of it. Because the parents were there to step in. Now, now that's totally predicated on the parents are good in the first place. That's completely predicated on that whole idea. Okay, so let's let's break it down like this. So it's parental responsibility. Yeah. Because you know when you're saying fix the parents. Okay, so let, let's <laughs> let's let's really get real. Okay, we know we got some teenage parents out there. Oh gosh. Okay, that's that's, yeah. that's a problem in itself. That, that's and so true. then when you've got teenage parents. You know, you got babies raising babies is what it boils down to. <laughs> and so babies raising babies, oh yeah, they're going to forget because all they're thinking about is that next party. Because there's been those lawsuits where baby mom wanted to go see new boyfriend. <laughs> new, boy, new boyfriend don't want nothing to do with kids. So mommy leaves the kids in the car. Kids get hot and they die. Okay? Oh, and so we've, we've seen that story. Or we saw the story where in Atlanta, you know, dad... You know, had the baby in the back of the car, went to work, didn't drop the baby off at the babysitter. And he goes out during the day. Gets a laundry. And and does something, something, but didn't look in the back seat, you know, because the kid was out. But he went in the middle of the day, in the middle of the day, while the kid was still there. While it's hot. Went back into work. For the rest of the day slash night. Worked his his regular day. And then, Comes back to to find some sort of smell. No, but gets in the car and it was something kind of weird, you know. And then it was like, start covering the tracks. Oh, yeah. You know, it was that kind of a thing. And he did get found guilty, but it it was like, you know. Oh, he, you're talking about that case. Yeah, he had done yeah. research on you know like 
what was the temperature or something, you know, leaving a kid in the car. You know, he did he did a lot of research before this happened. Yeah. So that seemed like it was premeditated. Yeah. And so then, you know, what we're talking about is when you've got young parents, you know, or teenagers, babies having babies, then you're going to have some of these different situations because they're young, unfortunately, and that's a bad thing. Yeah. So when you talk about parenting, then you need to go back and say, okay, you know what? Let's have the parents of these young kids who are really sit down and start having some serious talks about, okay, now you're a parent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now you need and, to get a job. And you're going now you need to get diapers. That's it. You are going to be responsible, and this is what your responsibilities look like. Yeah. You know, because sometimes it's environment. It's an environment situation. Mm-hmm. They've been around the wrong environment, mm-hmm. whether it's in high school, junior high, whatever it is, yeah. that are saying it's okay for everybody to have babies now or something like that. It, it, you know what? There was a story where all these girls had made this pact in this one Jeez. city, and they were young, and they all got pregnant. A pact to what? Get pregnant. They were all real, real. How do you make a... I'm serious. They did. And we'd have to go back through that another day because they don't have nothing to do with cars now. But that's another discussion. But my bottom line is when you've got teenagers and people who are not legally an adult having kids and all they're thinking about is the next party or let me go hang out with my friends, but whoever the boyfriend is, and I'm not talking about baby daddy, boyfriend (laughs) who don't want kids then this is their mind starts going, okay, I got to figure out something to do with the kids. Yeah. Or I'm going to leave the kids for a minute. It's going to be okay. And it doesn't make sense. And yeah. so it does go back to parental responsibility. And I'm and I'm not sorry. Whatever age you are, if you become a parent, guess what? You need to grow up right now. You're going to have to get grown. <laughs> things, things just became real, real it, fast. It became real. You're going to get, you're gonna have to get grown. Yeah. And understand that that's a life. Yeah, that's a lifestyle. That, that's the rest of your future right yeah, there. But it's your, you know, that's the, that child has a right because you brought him into this world. That mm-hmm. child has a right to live. And you still have a right to be an adult parent, but you're a parent right now. Get real. Yeah. And take responsibility. Don't blame the child. It wasn't the child's fault. No. Nah. But you brought <laughs> the child into the world based on actions that you took. And so, and I agree with you. I don't necessarily think putting a device in a car is going to fix that. It's not. People don't even use a signal. I, yeah. I can't, I have to go back to that because... Some people don't even use their headlights when they clearly see, can't see I, outside. I do not understand that. And I've, and I've watched a car. It was like try to weave and bob at night behind yeah. everybody because they didn't have the lights on and finally they got caught and I was like thank you because yeah. that's so unsafe yeah because that's endangering the rest of, that's oh, endangering sure the rest of the people around them oh it totally is and so when I think about you know Congress making this bill and you know they wanted to have cars do this and it's like yeah you're going to incur all these expenses however that is not going to solve that problem yeah I mean to get even more real here uh, millennials are already having a problem affording new cars because there's not a lot of high-paying jobs. So adding these safety expenses are just going to make the cars more expensive That's on top right. of that, meaning they still can't afford them. Which means, guess what? They're going to get a 1990s Honda Civic that will not stand up in a T in a you know getting T-boned. Yes. And that all these safety features to bring it back onto cars, all these safety features, you know, lane to port lane. To, Lane departure warning, front collision warning, and all that. To to take to take a line from Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, I accept their premise, but I reject their conclusion because, in the long run, everyone's just going to get lazy because they know yes. what this stuff does. Right. So, and as my dad, as Dad said, the amount of fatalities in the crashes will will become lower, but the amount of crashes that that rate might go up because right. more people just they they just, they just don't care. Right. They will crash more regardless of how many safety features there are. You know, I mean, front collision warning. If you're not looking at the road at least 95% of the time, 
That's your own fault. Mm -hmm. If you can't stay in your own lane, get a smaller car or don't be driving because that's that's dangerous, especially when roads are really small or tight road works mm -hmm. or whatever. Because that bit on I seventy where they had to curve it and all those trucks on that side, yes. that was scary as mess. Yes. Yes. And so imagine someone not being able to keep their lane on top of that. Right, right. They're just asking for that wheel to chomp up their wheel arch. Well, and it does come back to responsibility. It comes back to driver safety. Yeah. And it comes back to being aware of your surroundings. Yeah. You know, and that, and that whole thing plays a part into when you're aware of, when you're in a car still. Even if you guys aren't in the car with me, I'm still very aware of, you know, what is in my car, what's in the surroundings. How are people driving beside me, in front of me, behind me? Yeah. Because people are not always careful. You know, you might be the best driver in the world, but then you got to be very conscious of everybody else who's driving bad. Yeah. And that's the thing that you really have to look at. If you're driving down the road and you see a car in your rear view mirror and they weaving back and forth behind you, you know, somewhere along the lines, they're going to be in an accident. Yeah. Because they're being careless. And yeah, so they think it's fast and furious. And that's it. That's the protagonist and they have plot armor. <laughs> that's it. And they're just, they're just trying to get nowhere fast. And it's like, no. Let's be a, a careful driver because of everybody else. Yeah. They're never thinking that, you know, that five, if they don't take, they think at five seconds and say, oh, you know what? Maybe I should just slow down and yeah. be aware that it'd be better for everybody else. But the same thing, when you're a parent and you've got small kids and you, and it's hot, I mean, it's getting hot. It's summertime. Yeah. Take that extra five minutes and check everything in your car. It's, you know, I, I don't understand though. Yeah. How they don't realize, you know, it's a small person in the back of, in the back seat. Because, like I said, I was always looking in the rearview mirror back at you guys, and I'd be going, "Ah, you know, in the mirror, you know, whatever, whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know." And then I also would be aware if you guys were asleep. Yeah. And here's another thing: usually, when you have a small child, and you've got a car seat, guess what? You got a baby stroller in the back of the car because you ain't carrying the child. You yeah. putting the child in the stroller to go into the store. <laughs> now, I had the big Cadillac of strollers, okay? <laughs> you know, so I was always aware. But, but that's the thing. People have strollers and so you have to go, oh, yeah, I got a stroller. I got to take the kid in and this kind of thing. Sometimes I have to wonder if other things like, you know, in-laws coming in for Halloween or, you know, uh, Easter egg or whatever. That takes up so much of their time that, that that's the only thing that they can think about is how chaotic their life is regardless of how chaotic it actually is. That they forget that there's there's a lot there's another bit in their life that they have. Well, let's see. I, now here's where I'm going to disagree on that because I know when in laws came in, that gave me relief. That meant that they could help with the kids. Yes, but not all in laws are. <laughs> well, that, you know what? And that's that's where that. You know, I think it's more slim because I know a lot of in laws like they should take control. And so that might be what some of the parents don't like. <laughs> yeah, but, but the thing about it is that that gives them help, that gives them sure. more relief, that gives them that time. That's that time where you can get that extra sleep and whatever you didn't get <laughs> while they were gone. Yeah. And so it's like, oh yeah, you know, because usually the in-laws will say, oh, you know what, I'll stay home with the baby. You go run out and do whatever. Yeah. That you need to have some me time. You know, it's that kind of a thing. Yeah. But or we'll go with you to the store that way we can help you with the kids. Yeah. So, um, I was kind of grinning earlier because I, I reread a comment I read uh, last week, and it was basically just comment, reply, 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 reply about how a lot of people shouldn't be shouldn't be able to procreate. Uh, okay. Uh, how there should be some yes. some sort of certification that you are able to be a parent because you're responsible enough, and that's extreme. But if it's kept, if it's civil, 
That makes a lot of sense, actually. So are you responsible enough to be a parent? That's a good question. Well, that's when you go back to babies having babies. That's where you go back yeah. to the teen babies. And it's like, no, you shouldn't even be able to, allowed to have kids because you are too young. You well, don't know what goes into responsibility. Getting a job, having well, income, I think a little bills. bit of that is called underage that. It, well, it so, is. But then, and that's but, illegal in itself. But once again, that also goes back to that immediate environment and who's saying to these kids, oh, it's okay, girl, go head on and do such and such. Yeah. And it's like, no, guess what? You're going to grow up right now. <laughs> yes, you are. And yeah. so that comment about people saying, you know, this whole thing about some people shouldn't be allowed to procreate. And I see that a lot, even on Facebook. People be so mad. And it sounds, it sounds extremist, but when you, when you look back at the rationale behind it, mm-hmm. And as long as you're civil about it, it actually makes a lot of sense. And it's not as extreme as it sounds. Well, it's, and it's not. When I think about stories, you know, just to get off the car thing for a second, but when I think about stories where boyfriend, no, husband, ex-husband is dating somebody <laughs> else, because this actually happened. And this young lady, you know, like, the dad's daughter was killed by the girlfriend's son. You know, this just happened. And I'm like, wow. but who? You didn't know that that, that, that that girlfriend's son was like this and had some issues or something? <laughs> and now you're burying your child. You know, and so then you go, what's the vetting process when you're dating somebody? Because I really want to go, yeah. take some time out. Don't be, everybody shouldn't be in front of your kids. Especially yeah. if you're single. A single yeah. person. Because that story happens a whole lot right now where it's like, you know, the boyfriend or somebody is killing the kids and blah, blah. And I'm like, look, <laughs> I'm having some real issues. Yeah. But when you think about... This whole comment about some people shouldn't be allowed to procreate, I totally, I get it. Yeah. Some some certification process <laughs> about responsibility. I actually agree with that. That makes sense. Maybe it's like a two-year class. You yeah. know, and, and then and then say, oh, okay. Because I know a lot of people like, um, or classes, but chill. But that two years in class doesn't even equate to the rest of, the, of your child's life. The first 18 years. Yeah. Let's go there. Yeah. You that know? doesn't equate to that. Because even once they leave your house, guess what? They steal your children. <laughs> <laughs> and they will be calling you. Okay. Yeah. So, but it's still just like you're saying. And I don't necessarily know that there'll ever be a class, you know, for this thing. But people need to say, okay, you know what? Until you can prove to me, you know, this guy. That you can be responsible and take care of things on your own. You shouldn't be handle other situations. Yeah. I know one lady had told, she, one, this one lady I met ooh, several years ago, she said, I told my children this, and she had girls, and she said, you can either go to college or you can do something else. But she said, if you become a parent, you don't, you don't I'm not paying for college. <laughs> as soon as you become a parent, you're done. You're paying for it. Yeah, because that's extra expensive. And it, major. And, and the kids didn't have no kids. And, and those kids didn't have no kids. They, went, they, get, they made it through college, and then she was like, okay, fine. <laughs> you know, we can help you out. But other than that, no. And I'm like, yeah, yeah because that's a different level of responsibility. Yeah. And unfortunately, we do have adult parents raising young kids, kids. Ooh, ooh, ooh. They're becoming parents that, all over that, again. That's, oh gosh. That just another, sounds... It's another sentence. That's almost hard to wrap your mind around. A parent parenting that, that... That grandchild. Yeah. But it does happen every single day. It does happen. And incidentally, if that's the way... If, unfortunately, if that's going to be the way to save the child well, then. from the hot car... Buckle up. Because this kid is not, you know, really... Thinking about their actions. In their mind, if it's not in the right space, then guess what? Yeah. Grandparent needs to have a child. Yeah. So, I think we basically covered everything from safety features to parent, not parents. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a long one. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this Real Discussions podcast. That's right. And I will see you all next, yeah, next week. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming. You've just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at 
www.youtube.com slash C slash Viper for Life ACR. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye, until next time.